God is good. Amen. So anyway, why don't we pray and we'll get started with today's message. I trust it will bless you as much as it's already blessed me. Um, yeah. Father, we just come now and we just commit the rest of the service to you. Again, we declare our trust in you, fully believing you're going to bring it to pass exactly the way you want it to come to pass. What you want said will get said. You'll fill my mouth, Almighty God. I'll speak forth as the oracles of God. All for your glory and honor, my King. Have your way, Holy Spirit. We covet your gifts in this place. We're hungry for a mighty move of your spirit. Show us your glory, Lord. Show us your glory. Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, last night I was, um, I was watching the news with my wife. Just for, you know, we were eating dinner and um, watching um, one particular show I like to watch on Saturdays. And... Uh, this individual started the newscast off showing some of the rioting that was going on and some of the things that were happening all over this country. And uh, while they were showing it, it was, I mean, they were showing things I hadn't even seen yet. I mean, like storefront owners going out and just talking to the, to the rioters and then seeing people coming out from behind and just cheap-shotting them, hitting, punching them in the face, knocking them to the ground. Showed a woman getting thrown down and beaten by a crowd of rioters. And it, a whole bunch of other things was, were going on and things like that. And, uh, and my wife, it really got to her. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. She just, uh, I'll just be brief as far as how she, she just screamed out. She got to the place where I don't want to hear this anymore. I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't want to have to do, deal with this any longer. And, and um, when that happened, it kind of hit me, and I realized there's got to be an answer here. There's got to be an answer here. Because this kind of stuff is not of God. It is not of God. Now, I'm just going to be blunt about it. I mean, I, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As we were watching, the Lord quickened me and said, I want you to go a different direction this morning. I already had the message. I started to minister along the lines of, um, don't shut it all the way, won't you, if it's okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I have, I know the, the leading of the Lord to continue along the lines of what we started last week, and well, it's not just the starting of last week, but he said, I want you to minister along a different line this morning. You understand, again, all of the unrest, all of the turmoil, all of the anger, all of the acting out, all of the destruction of property. If it's left unchecked, if it's not dealt with, it's going to literally tear this country apart. If you can't see right now what's going on, the devil is doing one thing. You might think, well, there seems like there's a whole bunch of things going on. He's doing one thing. He's trying to bring division. Because he knows that a house divided cannot stand. A country divided cannot stand. 
I cannot, I probably could not go to a whole lot of people right now and tell them how I believe without getting them angry at me to the point they begin to scream at me. That's how this has become. You can't voice your opinion. You can't voice what you believe without somebody else saying that's not right. You can't say that. You can't do that. And it's become so twisted that right now what used to be called evil is being called good. And what was good is now be called, being called evil. And there's so much lying going on out there. There's so much, I'm going to say it, fake news out there. You've got to guard how you watch things. You've got to guard what you're hearing. Because if it was just based upon what the news is telling you, I'm going to tell you a little secret here. A lot of what the news is saying is not the truth. We are not called to live in accordance with the news. We're called to live in accordance with this Holy Bible. I hope you're listening to me. Friends, glory to God, this is where we come in. Where the devil has tried to bring division and destruction, and it seems like he's got the upper hand right now, I got news for him. He doesn't. Because the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's you and me, are getting stirred up. I said we're getting stirred up. And we're going to rise up. I heard a minister say this the other day. In fact, it was Kenneth Copeland. He was prophesying. Giants are rising up. Giants are rising up. Giants are rising up. And he was talking about giants of faith. Giants of faith. And that's going to be me. And that's going to be you. If you just say, God, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to live by faith. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I'm hearing. The only thing that matters to me is what this word says and what your spirit is leading me to say and leading me to do. Greater is he that is in us than he that is eternally defeated in this world. We have the answer that this world needs right now, and his name is Jesus. It is Jesus, and it is the love he displayed. I want you to think about this. There has been no one, absolutely no one, On this planet who has ever lived, who faced the persecution and the suffering that Jesus Christ did. And he never did anything wrong. He was put on that cross with the nails driven through his hands and his feet. He was beaten with a cat of nine tails where it just ripped the flesh off of his body. He was on that cross 
Notice he didn't say, I shouldn't be up here. I shouldn't be going through this. Get me off of this cross. I don't deserve this. Life isn't fair. I shouldn't be up here. Instead, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It amazes me about how incredible his love is. He didn't complain. He didn't he didn't grumble. You know the Bible says he could have called down legions, legions, legions of angels to assist him. They would have taken that army out like that. But he was there because of love. His love for you, his love for me. I know that sometimes life is unfair. Things happen in people's lives that just don't make any sense. What happened to that man, George, George Floyd? That was something that happened that should have never happened. I'm in a complete agreement. Those police officers should face the consequences, and they are. They were fired, they're being prosecuted. So now why are we having other people get up and start to riot and have all of these other people saying, we don't need our police anymore. It's okay to do what they're doing. They're just getting off steam. It's not okay for them to destroy things. But it's not okay for us to go into the other ditch and say that they're the ones. It's them, it's them, it's them. It's not them. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against the rulers of darkness. Listen to me with everything that's in me. We are called to walk in the love of God. To demonstrate His love to whoever we have contact with. Wherever we go. And if we would learn to do that. I want you to hear me with everything. Hear me. If we would learn to operate in the love of God, we cannot fail. That's what the Bible says. Jesus demonstrated to you and me what that love is all about. I I, I, I cannot... I just want you to see where my heart is in this. I want you to get a hold of the the great love with which he loves us with. The great love with which he loves those in the world with. An everlasting, unconditional love. A love that loves us even when we are doing something that is contrary to him and his word. He still loves us the same. A love that will never leave us nor forsake us. I love that when you mess up, he's right there. Not to condemn you, not to beat you up, but to encourage you to get up. Come on, you can do this. You can do this. I want to show this world 
what his love is all about. Because I know how much that love has changed my life. It has completely revolutionized my life. To know that God loves me. With all the mistakes I've made in my life, he loves me. He believes in me. And if he loves me that way, then I'm going to love others that way. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whoo. I want you to go with me this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I want to take a few moments. And I want to read some very powerful scriptures. That will not only change your lives if you will begin to walk this out in your life. But it will change the lives of those you have contact with. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, his love doesn't care. You know that his love doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what color skin you have. His love hasn't, doesn't care about that. His love doesn't care how rich or poor you are. His love doesn't care whether you're smart or not. He does, his love doesn't matter about any of that. His love loves you anyway. He loves you. He loves those people out there. Do you know he loves that police officer that committed that crime? Now, am I saying that that police officer shouldn't face justice? Not at all. He should. And he is. We're called to operate in this love. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If we would do it, we'll change our world. I said, we'll change our world. I am trusting him. I am believing that he is going to get to your hearts and everyone listening via live stream, get into your hearts that we're supposed to make a difference in this world. We're called to make a difference in this world. The only way, I hope you're listening to me, the only way is if we're operating in his love, the love of God. See, in my mind's eye, I can see Jesus on the cross. And me standing before him. Because see, a lot of times people say, well, I wouldn't have been yelling crucify him. I wouldn't have been yelling crucify him. Let me ask you a question. Have you sinned? Have you made a mistake? And if you say no, <laughs> you already did right there. <laughs> you lying. Because, see, the sins you've done, the sins you've committed, the sins I've committed, was what drove those nails into his hands and feet. Put him on the cross. So when he said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do, he wasn't just talking about the Roman legion. He wasn't just talking about the religious folks. He's talking about all of us. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It's so powerful. I want to be like that. And it's not always easy, is it? Because we live in flesh and blood bodies. Sometimes our flesh wants to react. I was saying to my son a couple days ago, 
I can't go to those kinds of things. Not that I don't want to give voice to what I believe. It's just that if I saw someone being jumped on or, you know, someone snuck up and punched somebody from behind or something, my flesh would react, would react big time. I would go to the aid of somebody that was being beaten up. Thank you, Jesus. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Get that revelation inside of you. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the dark one. The the, the evil principalities. The demons that are out there in this world. But glory to God, it sounds like when you're wrestling, there's the possibility that you might lose. We don't lose. We, we fight the enemy from a perspective of already having won the fight. There's just something about that that makes me happy. That's why the Bible says we're more than conquerors. Through him who loves us. We're more than conquerors. He's already fought the fight. He's already whooped the devil. He's already made an open show of them before all heaven and hell. Glory to God. And now, see, we're in Christ. And so when the enemy tries to come against us, when we see these kinds of things going on, don't respond out of your flesh. Respond out of your heart. And say, I come against you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. You will not have this city. You will not have this state. You will not have this country. In the name of Jesus. What would happen if the church awoke and began to do these things? There is, I mean, I've seen, you know, it's so funny because you watch the news and all you see is all these bad things happening. There are a lot of good things happening out there. There are a lot of police officers getting on their knees and praying right in front of the people that are are protesting. Grabbing hands with them and beginning to pray. The world needs Jesus. The world needs his love. That love has been poured out in our hearts by His Spirit. That love is in you and me. That love is a fruit of the Spirit. That love is something we're supposed to be growing in and developing in every day. I'll just say it to you. Listen, when you feel like slapping them or punching them because of what you see them doing, you want to know how you're really operating in the love of God? Instead, you, God, I ask you, Forgive that person for what they've done. I ask you, Lord, to bring someone across that that person's pathway. To share your love with them. To share the good news of Jesus Christ with them. Can you see the difference? Can you see how storing something like that? See, when we're praying that way, we're praying God's heart. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to get your prayers answered. But again, I heard, it was so funny. I don't listen, I used to really listen to Rush Limbaugh. I'm just going to be real, keep it real. I don't listen to him hardly at all anymore. But I heard him say, a woman had called in, was all caught up with everything that's going on. She was basically panicking. What is going on? I've never seen this kind of stuff happen before. This country's going to hell in a handbasket. What am I supposed to do? And he made this comment to her. He said, turn the TV off. Stop watching the news. 
And I would say to you, not only turn the TV off and stop watching the news, get on your knees and begin to pray. Get in your word and begin to, to, to find out what God has to say on this matter. Understand again, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're, we're, we're coming against those principalities and powers in Jesus' name. And then trust God to give you the grace you need to walk in his love, to demonstrate his love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I just jotted down a bunch of these, and I'm going to take my time if it's okay with you. What, listen, <laughs> glory to God. How can I say with such confidence that, that if we would begin to do these things, it will not only change our lives, but to change the lives of those around us, the ones we're making contact with? You want to know why? You know how I can say that with complete confidence because of what we're going to read here in just a moment? The love of God never fails. 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 Never. Uh Uh-uh. Never. Not, Not even a little bit. It never fails. If I'm operating in the love of God, I win. There's just no way. There's... There's no, there's no getting around it. The love of God never fails. The love of God, let me say I can say it any clearer. The love of God never fails. Not even once, not even, not even, not, there's not a chance. The love of God never fails. The love of God never fails. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Everybody say, the love of God, love God. never fails. <laughs> say it again. The love of God, love God. Never, fails. never fails. Hey, glory to God. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 says this, Love endures long and is patient. Have you ever gotten frustrated with somebody? Have you ever gotten frustrated because this person just seems to keep doing the same thing over and over again? Making the same stupid mistake over and over again. Saying something to you that they shouldn't be saying to you. Have you ever gotten a little bit frustrated with somebody? Can everybody in here... Be honest with me. Am I the only one that's ever gotten frustrated? Now, let me tell you a little secret here. If you're frustrated, you're not operating in faith. Oh, Pastor Dan, that ain't nice. I'm not trying to be nice. I'm trying to be biblical. I'm trying to do things the way God wants us to do things. I want you to understand something here. This is what God said to my heart about these scriptures right here. He said, how often have you come to me because you've done something wrong? You said something wrong. You did something wrong. How often, how many times have you come to me and did this? Now, don't get me wrong. God's not holding my sins over me. That's the good thing about God. We ask God to forgive us. He forgives us. He removes our sins as far, as, uh, as far from us as the east is from the west. And now he chooses not to remember them any longer. But the point he was trying to make to my heart is simple. If I can continue to go to God when I make a mistake then shouldn't we be the same way toward others? Shouldn't we operate in love? I mean, Pastor Joan and me, we have counseled people. And we have counseled people. And I, I am not talking about anybody out there in particular. So if you're watching this, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying this is a general thing that has happened in our lives. We've seen people where we've given them the counsel to do something. And it takes probably maybe a week maybe a month, maybe a little bit longer than that, and it's right back to us, the same issue, the same problem. And guess what we want to do sometimes? 
And it's not because we don't love them, but they're circling the same mountain again. And, and, and so we have little moments where we're talking about this together, but then all of a sudden we'll tap in to the love, to the love that's in us. I don't care how often a person comes to us. As long as they come to us, we're going to be there for them. We're going to love them. We're going to give them the direction the Lord leads us to give them. Amen. I will always operate in love. I'm going to be, I'm going to endure long and be patient with those in my life. And there are a lot of you in my life. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not saying that about anybody in, in here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she knows I'm messing with her. And notice what it says next. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Do you think the world needs kindness right now? Acts of kindness. I have been in places before, restaurants, in line to buy groceries at Walmart or other places where a person is, you know, there, a teller's there. You're not doing it automatically, but whatever, you know, it's, you're, there's a person there. And I've seen them just people just lashing out at them angry towards them upset with them because they're going too slow or or whatever the case is they're not waiting very good on them and they're lashing out you know what i do then i just overload it overload them with love and kindness i go up and just tell man thank you for what you're doing thank you for this I mean, I've seen it happen at, 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 at uh, airports where people are just, I mean, just lashing out, cussing the, the, the attendants there. They're trying to get them their tickets, cussing them. I want to be on this flight. I want to be on this flight right now. And I just say, Lord, I'm not, I'm not going to respond that way. I'm going to reach out to them, tell them thank you. That's called being kind. The world needs kindness. The world doesn't need a bunch of jerks running around. The world needs us to be kind. Everybody say, be kind. Be kind. Everybody say, be kind to your pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Notice it goes on to say, love never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy. Oh, I, 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 why, why did God do that for them? Why, why, did, why didn't God do that for me? They've just been walking with God for like a week. I've been walking with God for the last 20 years. Why didn't they God do that for me? Maybe because they're in faith and you're not. Bottom line is being envious ain't going to get you nothing. Amen. We're called not to love. Love never is envious. Nor boils over with jealousy. You see somebody got something, don't become jealous if they got something. You know what it should do? Can I just be real with you? When you see somebody get something, a new car, someone, I mean, Ron was blessed with a new vehicle. I mean, when Ron first got that, you know what some people probably did, and I'm not accusing anybody because I don't know this to be true, but there's the possibility some people got jealous of Ron. 
Why didn't, why didn't Big Dave give me the Cadillac? Why did he give Ron the Cadillac? I don't know. I wanted that Cadillac. I wanted that, I wanted that Cadillac, but I didn't get that. Why don't you get in faith? See, what I'm trying to say is this. If you'll come to the realization, when you see God do something for somebody, it shouldn't make you jealous. It shouldn't make you envious. It should get you excited. Because the same God who did it for them will do it for you. Now, he's not going to do it for you just because he did it for them. He's going to do it for you if you get over into the realm of faith. God wants to bless all of his children. I, <laughs> my daughter, Brooke, is constantly telling me, you love James better than me. I don't, Brooke. Brooke, if you're watching, you are my favorite daughter. <laughs> but, but, but see, that's what ends up happening a lot of times. People think that God loves people, some people, but more than others. God, you're always doing something for them. They're, only, they're, they're always up testifying. Well, God, how about you get over into faith? How about you get over into faith? God is not moved by whining. God is not moved by complaining and grumbling and murmuring. The thing that gets God to move on your behalf is you acting according to his word. Taking him at his word. And I'm going to tell you a little, I'll just kind of jump off, the, off what I'm saying here to add this thought right now because the Lord has reminded me of this. You know that faith works through love? Ooh. Some people, some people are probably wondering, I, I don't know why I ain't got it yet. I've been, I released my faith. I've been praising the Lord every day, except for I do treat my wife like dirt all the time, and I do treat the people at my workplace like the jerks all the time. See, if you're not walking in love, your faith ain't going to work. Ooh, Pastor Dan kind of hitting the nail on the head with a big hammer. You want to see things happening in your life? You want, to see, get, you want to see the answers to your prayers? Faith is part of the equation, obviously. But you also have to work. Faith works through love. I just gave some people some answers to their, their wonderings and why they ain't getting some of the, the things they've been believing God for. It's time to look at yourself, do a checkup on yourself, and make sure that you're operating in the love of God. Amen. Love never is envious nor boasts over jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. You want to know one of the biggest issues with so many people is a stinking five-letter word. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Called pride. Called pride. Called pride. You have got to get to the place. Listen, the Bible says we're not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought. More highly. There's nothing wrong with confessing who you are in Christ Jesus. In fact, you need to do that. You need to look in the mirror and see yourself the way God sees you. In Christ. I am now in Christ. Ooh, I look good in Christ. And so do you. But if you start to think of, well, look at me. I am more educated. 
I am, I got more money than you. I got a better house than you. I got a better vehicle than you. I'm just better than you. Well, that's called stinking pride. God, re- God resists the proud. God re- I-, I don't want God resisting me. How about you? God resists the proud. God resists the proud. God is against pride. Do you know that Satan was kicked out of heaven? One of the main reasons was because of pride. I will exalt myself above God. I will, my throne will be greater than God's. I'm just paraphrasing. He started to operate in pride. God looked at Jesus. Jesus looked at God, talking about the Father. And the Father just said, thumped him right out of heaven. Thumped him. I hope they have replays of that when we get to heaven. (laughs) Hallelujah. We need to stay out of pride. We need to remain in humility. We need to people who are humble before Almighty God. Being humble is not being a doormat for people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you are humble, the easiest way to know if you're, you're truly being humble is are you doing what God has told you to do right here? Right here in his word. God, this is what I say. I don't say it all the time, but this is one of my primary prayers I pray for before I come in here. Lord, I can't do this in and of myself. I can't, I can't do the miracles I expect to do in and of myself. I can't save anybody in and of myself. I can't heal anybody in and of myself. I can't deliver anybody in and of myself. But I'm not in and of myself. I've got the greater one in me. I've got the anointing of God upon me. Hallelujah. I can do what Jesus did because Jesus told me I could do what he did. But I, I, I look to you. I, 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 and see, the Bible says not only does God resist the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. See, it, how many know you need grace to do anything you, want, you need to do in this world if you expect to finish your race? You need the grace to finish your race. We're all running a race. We need that grace to do it. And God gives grace to the humble. Amen? Stay out of pride. (laughs) Boy, I could go off on this one for a long time. The love of God is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Boy, whiz, do we need that today. I don't know if it's... Just the, the day and age we're living in, again, you understand how I'm saying this? It is true, the darkness is growing darker. The Bible talks about that. But that has, as dark as the darkest place could possibly be, when there's a light, that light dispels the darkness. We is that light. Are you listening to me? And, and I'm, the point I'm trying to make is I see so, it just seems like there's been such an increase on people being rude and unmannerly. Don't let that be said of you. You know, it's so funny. I don't have the time to tell off on myself, but I, you want me to tell off on myself? You know, one of the things is, is so funny is people put on their, their cars stickers, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And yet when somebody does something wrong to them, cuts them off, Is that the way it's supposed to be? Just saying. 
You're going to put some sticker on your cards. You better act a little bit differently. Like Jesus. Because you're saying that you're a follower of Jesus. Amen. The love of God is not rude or unmannerly. And it does not act unbecomingly. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Where am I? Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Now, isn't that something? For it is not self-seeking. I don't have to have my way. (laughs) How many of you could say that to your spouse, to your children, to your, your friends, to your coworkers? I don't have to have my way. You want, you want to do that that way? That's cool. If you want to go ahead and do it that way, that's cool. Oh, Lord God, I really don't want to do it that way. But I, 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 you know, I'm not self-seeking. I'm not self-seeking. It's what the love of God does. And that's something else. Oh, my, 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 my. Now get this. The love of God is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Boy, 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 boy. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. If there was anybody who could have said I, that they deserved to take account of the evil done to them, it was Jesus. But he didn't, did he? You know how he, you know, the, the Bible says he was like a lamb led to the slaughter. But the, he never opened his mouth. He never opened. See, he didn't want to give place to something coming out of his mouth that wasn't in line with that word. And a lot of times, this is, this is a big, big revelation here. A lot of times, you may not know what to say. And if you don't know what to say, keep your big mouth shut. <laughs> Everybody just smile real big. See, he's talking about the first sin Bible, not me. <laughs> See, we got to learn to keep, we need to keep our two lips together. And keep them that way. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. My, my, my. They call that love's thermometer. You can tell how much you're walking in the love of God right there. Are you touchy? I know there's some mornings when I get up. I don't know what it is. I went to bed the night before and I was really good. I was a happy man. I went to bed and I get up in the morning. I don't want her coming and talk to me about Jesus. She goes, oh, Come, let me show you what the Lord showed me today. Oh, la, 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 la. I'm like going, I don't want to talk to you right now. I don't want to even look at you right now. Take, no, 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 no. I don't want to listen. La, 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 la. I was being touchy. Have you ever been touchy before? Right, up here going, oh. We all have. But the love of God isn't that way. Oh, yeah. Richard's over going, Yeah. Yeah, I, I. <laughs> Sean, have you ever been touchy before? <laughs> She's honest, praise God. All of us have been. We're not called to be that when we're operating in the love of God. I can't get off of this. Pays no attention, takes no account of the evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. My. You know what? Listen to me. How can you do something like that? Again, remind yourself of Jesus. When you're operating in the love of God, hear me now. 
If you're taking account of the evil done to you, guess what? You can't, you're, you're not going to be able to operate in forgiveness. And if you're not operating in forgiveness, you're shutting yourself off to God. I don't want to be shut off to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't take account of the evil done to you. Forgive. And then choose to move on from it. And when the devil comes and tries to bring it back to you, say, oh, I already forgave that person. I know, I know, I know this isn't the easiest thing to do. Especially if you're trying to do it in the flesh. Don't do it in the flesh. Do it by faith. God, I don't, and I've said this to you before, I'll just use this as another example. But the hardest, the person I have the hardest time forgiving is myself. I don't know how many times I've stood in front of a mirror and said, I don't like you. I've stood in front of a mirror after I've done something stupid and I've had to say, God, I don't feel like forgiving me. But in accordance with your, your word, by faith, I forgive myself for what I've done. Feelings aren't really there at that point in time. In fact, the feelings are just the opposite. I want to slap myself. I want to kick myself on the backside. But it, instead, I choose to forgive myself. I'm not, I cannot take account of the evil I've done, the wrongs that I've done to myself. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not even talking about anybody out there doing something to somebody else. If I'm going to walk in the love of God, I've got to walk in forgiveness. I cannot take account of the evil done to me. I can't pay attention to a suffered wrong. Amen. Love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. You're operating in the love of God. It don't matter what comes your way. You're going to keep standing. Hallelujah. Nothing can move you from that. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, boy, here comes one. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. How could I possibly believe the best about that person? I mean, there's, I'm just going to keep it real, and it's probably true for most of you in this room today. There are some people, when you see them, your skin begins to kind of... Am I the only one that has that happen when you see some of these... Oh, Lord, I almost said it. Some of these political people out there. I'll just keep it that as a generic big thing. Sometimes things are being said that I just... Ah! Love believes the best about every person. Kenneth Hagin has a book out called Love the Way to Victory. Get the book. Read it. Soak in it. Meditate in it. It will change your life because it's talking about the love of God. But he talks about one time where this a group of, I think it was a group of pastors. I don't, I'm not 100% certain who it was. A group of men were sitting there talking about another individual. And they were going on and on and just ripping this person to shreds. And all of a sudden, one of them was smiling, you know, ah, talking about really bad about something. They looked at Brother Hagin and said, what, what do you have to say, Brother Kenneth? Well, he does have really nice hair. Isn't that something? Instead of joining on the bandwagon about cutting someone down, ripping someone to shreds, he just points out the person has nice hair. In other words, he's believing the best about the person. Hallelujah. I don't care who it is. 
I'll just, uh, I'll use this since this is in the news. That, that police officer that put his knee on the neck and has caused all of this junk. Do you understand that God loves that person just as much as he loves you and me? Now, was he being manipulated by the enemy? Oh, he absolutely was. Again, I, and I'll say this from everything within me. He deserves justice to come his way. He deserves to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But God loves that man just as much as he loves me. And just as much as he loves you. And just as much as he loves George Floyd. I trust that George Floyd was a Christian. His family seems to be godly people. So in other words, George Floyd ain't gone. He's just gone on to a better place where we will eventually see him again. But my point I'm trying to get to is we got... Mm, thank you, Jesus. We got to believe the best about others. We got to believe the best about others. We can't allow ourselves to get to the place where we look at somebody, the first thing, just, uh, can I just keep it real? Hatred begins to boil up. Because hatred ain't of you and me. We're called to operate in the love of God. We're called to respond out of the love of God. We're called to look at a, a man or a woman or whoever it is and say, I love you. Now, I'm going to tell you a little secret that I that I utilize all the time the Bible says we're called to love everybody the Bible does not say we have to like everybody I'll just leave it like it is because there's a whole lot of people that never mind I love everybody glory to God I'm gonna say it that way love bears up under anything and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening verse 8 Love never fails. Never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. Just real quickly, and I'll close with this. I've got a couple of the scriptures I just want to read real quickly. I won't get off into them. Um, look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I'm going to read it from the, ma- um, the uh, message. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love. Now, 1 John 4, 7, and 8. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another. Let his love continually pour from you to one another. Let his love continually pour from you to one another because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God for God is love. And then finally, John thirteen thirty four. 35, and I'm just going to read it from the Passion for time's sake. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. Everyone will know that you are my true followers. How? Operating in the love of God. By loving one another. Just as Jesus has loved us. Now hear me now. Loving our enemies. It's easy to love people who are your friends and your family. People that you like. I'll say it that way. 
It's not always easy to love those that you don't like. But we're called to love everyone with his love. And that love is going to make a difference in this world, especially right now. God needs us to operate in the love of God. God needs us to operate in the love of God. God needs you and me to be vessels of his love, to pour out his love, to let that love. And I'm not talking about ooey-gooey, oh, he loves me. I'm 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 talking about the God kind of love. I'm talking about an unconditional love. I'm talking about an everlasting love. I'm talking about the love of God that's been poured out in our hearts. We're called to love one another. We may not always agree with the things that are going on, but that's where getting on our knees and praying, seeking the face of Almighty God, is. that's where that comes into play. Amen. Everybody say, I'm going to be a love vessel of a love God. I'm going to let His love flow through me. Wherever I go, I'm going to operate in His love. I'm going to make a difference in this world. Because of his love. Because the love of God never fails. Amen? You get something? You know, when I was in my office and bawling my eyes out, was, he was showing me about Jesus on the cross. And, 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 you know, he could have said, this isn't right. This isn't fair. Get me off of here. But because of his love for you and me, he said instead, Father, forgive them. But they don't know what they're doing. There's going to be a lot of things happen in your life where you don't understand what people are doing. Why they're acting the way they are. Be like Jesus and say, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. They know not what they do. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? We need to rise up and be, yes, we need to be giants of faith. But we need to be giants of love too. Because love, faith works through love. Amen. Did you get something? Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name we thank you. We thank you for your word. We believe in the love of God. We thank you that love has transformed each one of our lives. We believe that it's still working in us, changing us.